they offered me a million dollars for that store. I had savings for the next like few months. You know, I have to figure something else out. I have no idea. I don't speak English. I have no skills, but I'll figure something out. Broke is a condition of the mind, not the pocket. The amount of opportunity around us is like unreal. It's just like you can't fucking say that you're lacking something. Billionaires, even if they get like to the bottom or to get like bank, fucking Donald Trump. The guy was fucking bankrupt and the guy fucking back in top. In the United States, people spent $108 billion on lottery in 2022. Instead of like, can you invest in your skills? Can you invest something long term? For me, I was running away from pain. My family was always broken. I, I, I wanted to solve that once and for all, like where we don't have to worry about money like ever again. We're running like 17, 1.9 return on ad spend. And we added advertorials, like first dates, 3x. In e-commerce specifically, you're not just in business of selling people stuff. You're in business of educating them and helping them achieve the best output with your product. And we are back on my Miami tour of the podcast. And today I've got another e-commerce gem for you guys. This man has scaled multiple brands to over 100 million in collective sales. Alex Fedotov, welcome to the show, mate. And I'm excited for this one. Thank you for having me, Frankie. Mate, it's uh, it's unbelievable because I was only I was only speaking to one of my friends in e-commerce that's done man numbers the other day. And I was saying to him that I was getting you on this podcast. And he was like, oh, man, tell him, tell him. Thank you so much because like since I in, since I uh, added his advertorial piece into my business I've scaled my revenue another million dollars a month so like you know obviously you're known well in the space for everything you do especially around the advertorials and I'm sure we'll go into that but the first thing I want to go into with you is obviously your incredible journey to even even make it into e-commerce so can you give the audience a bit of a, a bit of a backstory into you because obviously you've come from you know, Poland, Ukraine area to obviously the US now living in Miami and you've smashed it with success, but it's, it's not been an easy journey for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm from Ukraine originally, uh, born in 1990. So just that bridge, you know, between like Soviet Union and kind of like independence. Um, and um, so poor family, we never had money. My mother was always like abroad, like, you know, just working, um, you know, as a nanny, like cleaning houses and stuff like that to provide for us, send us money. Uh, dad, like he, he was never able to work like physically because he had like surgery, like at very like at, at the 30 years of age or something. And so he was never like able to work like um, properly. And uh, so that kind of the environment I grew up in, like tough, you know, kind of very like, every, you know, the culture in like Eastern Europe, I don't know, you're probably familiar. It's, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. like everyone's like very direct, rude sometimes, right? Uh, I mean, not sometimes, most of the times, like people pretty aggressive. Um, and so that was the environment I grew up in was this close many times to getting into like prison and some, you know, some, some, some dumb shit we were doing. But, um, yeah, my, my kind of like entrepreneurial journey started when, uh, like about, I was like 24 years, uh, old and, uh, there, the war happens in Ukraine. And so we're like, and they, they grabbing everyone. They, they don't give a shit. You know, they're just grabbing people. Like there's no equipment, like. There, there is no training and they're sending them east to war with Russia. And I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. You know, <laughs> my, my wife is like, she probably was freaking out even more than me. So we we're like, okay, we probably, probably better go, you know, um, and leave the country. And so we left the country and uh, we went to Poland. At that point, you know, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't speak English. I have no skills. I, I'm not, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. And uh, we, we found a job on the factory, like $2 per hour. Uh, we're making these cups for um, Oktoberfest. 
So, you know, when people drink beer and having good time in Oktoberfest, we were actually making those cups, uh, handmade, um, always in dirt, like from, you know, the, the how it's called, the clay. Like, so yeah, from always the firing, from all, all the firing exactly. of all the clay pots. It's just, it's just going over you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, um, so you come home from work and you go to shower and your shower is pretty much orange, like everything in red, you know, kind of everything coming, you know, from you, um, all that you know, grease and stuff like that. And so, um, and so we've been working there and I'm like, <laughs> at one point I'm like, fuck, you know, it's like, is this, is, is this how it's going to be? Like, fuck, you know, it's like, cause you're coming outside to see the sun, you know, it's like, let's say you need to pick up something from the outside, bring it inside into the facility and you see the sun, you know, the birds are chirping, like everything's so fucking beautiful. And, like, and you're in this shitty kind of like environment. You're like, fuck, is this ever going to change? Right. And, you know, probably many people feel this way, right? Kind of like as a fucking rat. Is, yeah. is, is it a case of like the other people in the factory that you're with? Are, are they feeling that that in that moment as well? Or do you think a lot of them are kind of like, they just think that's how life is? I think everyone wants a good life, right? It's, but, you know, the, 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 the stepstone between that, <clears throat> between that good life and between that like shitty life and good life, that's where you know, most people break or just don't make it or they just don't persevere enough to, to get to the, to the good side of things because, like, I mean, it took me, like, two, three years. Uh, between. So, basically, I mean, this, you know, I, I decided to quit my, quit my job at that, you know, at the factory. I had savings for the next, like, few months. But, you know, I'm just like, fuck, you know, I have to figure something else out. I have no idea. I don't speak English. I have no skills, but I'll figure something out. And like one day I'm just going home from work. I have all of my clothes in the back. I'm with my wife. We both work in the factory like 12 hours a day, you know, five, six, um, you know, days a week. And I'm like, fuck, you know. And I just put that, all those clothes in the back in a, in a garbage can. And uh, I'm like calling the guy, you know, sorry, like, you know, I will not be showing up, uh, you know, tomorrow, you know, I'm, I'm done. Um, and he's like, okay, cool you know, all the best, and then, like, yeah, you know, kind of, like, feel inspired for a few minutes, and then, fuck me, <laughs> what am I going to do, and so, um, and so I started the freelancer, right, there was, like, Elance at that point, now it's Upwork, and I'm, like, going to the platform, trying to figure out English, like, what the fuck these people hire for, what these, what these people are paying for, and uh, search engine optimization, I mean, yeah, that's your juice, right, uh, search engine optimization, like, Google AdWords, I'm trying to learn, like, as a fucking maniac, Try to learn English at the same time. Created profile, broken English, you know, kind of like profile. And, uh, and you know, next few years have been like, a, you know, fucking hard. Like, you, you're trying, you're applying for jobs, you know, mostly you don't get responses. If you get responses, these are for, like, VA jobs, right? Like, I was a VA, like $8 per hour. I still have my profile. It's like $8 per hour. Um, you could hire me for eight, you know, could hire me for $8 per hour as a VA. And so, um, but that I would apply for anything. And the way I would like, I think that's also like a good lesson for, for, uh, for everyone listening is like, whatever game you're playing, you have to figure out your competitive edge, right? So at that point I was like, first, you know, I didn't have any belief that anyone would even hire me. My self-esteem was such a low point like that my whole family, my whole life, like, hey, labor job is good as long as, like, you know, like, so 
no one no one like believed in me. My wife was the person that believed in me and like helping to build my self esteem to the point where I could even have like I would I would sit in a fucking laptop and I would you know this I could apply for it for a job and like I would I would procrastinate and I would find ways not to apply for a job because I was afraid of the rejection. I was afraid of why would why would anyone hire me? Why would anyone fucking hire like a fucking you know guy who has no fucking skills, has no English, um, you know? And so that was the 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 starting point from from which you know I had to build myself up. So I mean, at at the end of the day, I think the the key is, and that's what I'm trying to ingrain now. Like I have two kids now, and uh, in my kids, the the self esteem, right? Because if they have the self esteem. They can try things. They can figure out things, right? And um, with the amount of technology right now, like even what you know, what I had access to, like think about it, right? I'm a you know broke person sitting like at that point in Poland, and I'm communicating with people from like across the ocean from the United States who never seen me, right? Who never like what the fuck is this guy, right? And somehow you know you. Due to technology, right? I'm able to get these people to send me money, right? Like the, the if you just comprehend it and like send it back like 20, 30, 50 years ago, the amount of fucking opportunity is just insane. And um, uh, so from from bigger picture, you know, all the technology, all the tools is there. And so for me it was um, obviously like a lot of that rejection first, like people don't respond, and I figure out my competitive edge was instead of like applying for jobs as everyone else. People just fucking copy-pasting templates. Copy-pasting templates. Copy-pasting, hey, hello, sir. Hello, sir. You look... Fuck no. I mean, put some work in, right? So I was I was like, okay, how, how can I get the edge? And um, I was recording these, like, short videos. So instead of just, like, sending people, like, copy-paste templates like everyone else, I think if I would ever have a chance, like, even to get a job, right, to get a project, then it would have to be something different. And so I would create these like short videos, like one to three minutes. Hey, John, I see you're hiring for whatever role, you know, and I have experience with X, Y, and Z, and I think I can help you. Please tell me more about your project, you know, so I can see how I can help. And so now that's instantly kind of differentiated me from like 90% of people. So now I'm only competing with 10% of people that are, you know, better and like, at least personalizing responses. So you're just cutting yourself through the noise, and and you like there's there's an, there's an example. It's like um, I remember when I first set up contentremoval.com, I was sending out um, like equivalent to Loom videos, but it mm-hmm. wasn't Loom back then. It's Loom now, and we were just doing like Loom videos out to like okay, showing people's online footprint because if they can if they can see what I'm talking about, yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay, look, this is where you're exposed online. This is how. I can help you. I can remove this, this, and this, and this is how we can clean up the first page of Google mm. for you. That that's a very powerful, um, powerful thing to see yeah. in, in the in the in the physical world. Yeah. Whereas, like, wait, what you what you're saying is when everyone because I get them all the time. It's um, I suppose you get this too. These short form creators on Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagram DMs. It's just full of these short form creators that have gone on the Imangazi course, mm-hmm. done the short form, whatever, whatever, and then they send me that template, and I've seen it sixty thousand times. I'm like, bro, I've had him on the podcast. 100%. I know that template. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've done a podcast with this geezer. You do not need to send me that template. Like, I've seen it. One hundred percent. Yeah, and like, um, it's the same on Twitter. I'm getting like, uh, like, I don't know, ten, twenty of those a day, and I'm like, I already read it. Like, can you be more personalized? Can you at least look at my stuff? Can you at least fucking Google it? 
right before you reach out like you'll increase i mean i hire people all the time like i pay people all the time like you, you can have my business but just put a little bit more fucking work in and uh so i consciously or subconsciously applied that principle like early on that helped me to get the initial traction and then uh at some point you know i had clients that were like into e-commerce like doing e-commerce and i'm like okay this seems like interesting you know e-commerce they they one of the clients was from japan they were selling these like uh the um, jeans like japanese denim right which i don't know if you're familiar with i don't know I'm no? Ne- no i'm interested because i've never heard of japanese denim so go on oh man fuck it's 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 actually good stuff so um supposedly like all of the denim you have like Le- levi right levi's like all of that shit is I mean, the original version of that, like back when, you know, they were digging fucking gold in California, and that's where, you know, Levi, uh, I think, company started. The denim was re- very fucking sick, and that was, like, really fucking tough material. It, it, was, it was good to the point where you could fucking wear that shit, like, for, for months, right? Like, and you, you, you don't even have to fucking wash it, right? And that old tradition... Is, is still up there, like, it's more kind of like niche, right, and smaller market, but there are people that are passionate about their fucking jeans and denim, and so they were, they were like, we're selling these jeans, um, it wasn't his brand, he was, like, reselling products from different manufacturers in Japan, like, the website is called, I think it's still there, it's called Denimio, Denim.io, like, but it's one word, Denimio, and um, they were selling these products, and um but that just exposed me to to the e-commerce model that you know the guy was based in france i think um and he was selling products here from like japan and most of his customers probably like united states so shit i mean it sounds pretty cool right like kind of this this blows open your whole mind it's like how, how can he be sat here while selling products from here to another country here and he doesn't even see the product yeah and and at the same time, he was making at that point like three hundred, I think two hundred, three hundred k a month revenue wise. For me, that was like insane. You know, now it's like fuck. I mean, it's fucking it, it's very small business, very small store. You know, but at that point, for me, it was and he had a team. So that just blew my mind. Opened my oh wow, this e commerce thing is really you know powerful. And uh, but then you know I didn't I didn't know what to do, like how to start it. And it wasn't until like maybe like, I don't know, another six or 12 months at that point, you know, I'm getting better already. I figured out, okay, this is e-commerce. I kind of good at, maybe I just specialize in e-commerce, right? Like maybe just like, instead of doing, because some of my clients were doing like plumbing, some of them doing like bedding. And I was doing like supposedly search engine optimization. I tried to do the best I can. Google AdWords. One guy was in New York, like selling jewelry, like expensive jewelry. I was running Google ads for him and so a bunch of different clients bunch of different niches and it's very hard to be good at many things especially if you're like one person one person army pretty much and so and i decided to like okay e-commerce seems like interesting what if i just like become like specialist in e-commerce and i just cut everything out like okay i positioned my profile accordingly i started applying for jobs that are specifically for e-commerce um, at that point, you know, I already had a few successes, you know, with, with this uh, Japanese client and other ones. And so I could leverage that to get more clients. And then one, one, one of the clients came, comes in, it was 2016 or 17. And he's like, um, okay, I have this like store and I need you to run ads and stuff, you know, uh, on Facebook. So at that point, I already knew about Facebook because, uh, you know, some other clients asked me like, hey, can you run ads on Facebook? I'm like, sure, I can. 
And I'm like, okay, going to Google, what is Facebook ads actually? <laughs> no idea. But, you know, figure it out very fast. It was so easy. I mean, it's, I mean, if you give me that platform, like now, like, you know, <laughs> I'll buy all of the ads I can. You know, it was so easy. Non, not a lot of competition. Facebook wasn't as like, now it's like five, seven million advertisers on Facebook. It was, you know, just early days. And um, so I, I started running ads for him, and that was dropshipping store. They were sending stuff from AliExpress directly to their customers. I was running their ads. The guy was like a kid from UK, and he was traveling all over, all over the world because he was like spending money on ads. He was getting credit card points or, or points for the airline tickets. And he was like going to Japan. He was going to like Norway. He would live here. And like he was like had this like dream life. You know? <laughs> so, you're watching it, running them ads. And you're yeah. like, holy fuck. And then I figure out, okay, so I know where he buys the product. I know he sent them from AliExpress, right? I, I know like the price, how much you so, um, and then I know how much he sells them for. And I actually run this ads and I'm making him profit. I'm like, why wouldn't I do this shit for myself? <laughs> and so I started, I started, uh, you know, my, my first stores and, um, and one of them picked up and, um, that first store, I mean, not, not first, it's probably like third. I made, I made like in the first, a little bit more than a year, $4 million dollars. In your third store, yeah, you made four million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so the the products were. Uh, I thought you were going to say like forty thousand dollars. Nah, like, no. I mean, yeah, I, I guess you know. <laughs> fuck yeah, now. Yeah, and so and I made uh, so four million dollars, but twenty five percent profit. Because again, and we were running image ads. It's not like right now you have to be very good with like creative and ads and fucking advertorials. It's like it's just early days. What What, what was that early brand? Uh, so it was the B-roll, B-roll. Right. It's all, it's, so we were selling, um, we were selling watches. So the watches were uh, like free plus shipping, and um, a free plus shipping offer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. know, I, I remember that of it. Yeah. yeah, everyone was doing that. Yeah. Offer, yeah. So uh, basically, was that was that um, was that sort of we were selling watches like kind of like you you do like three dollars whatever uh, it was a cost. And then we're selling, hey, you don't have to pay for the watch. You have to pay for shipping. And the shipping's like $10 and we tested $12 and it worked. And it just, you know, started, you know, being profitable, like reinvesting back into the ads. And so the the only kind of, um, so I was I was running that for like, like more than a year. And then I, re, you know, I got some people reached out to me and like, hey, you know, kind of like we connected some. Russians actually, and uh, they they say, "Hey, you want to sell your store to us?" I'm like, "Sure." I mean, worse, like, how much do you want to pay? You know, we start talking. They they offered me million dollars for that store, one million dollars, and um, they gave me million dollars. So I made like one million dollars in um, one in profit, in profit, yeah. and then one million dollars was this, and I'm still very like. Very, living very frugal life, you know, I'm not spending money on anything, I'm not buying myself fucking watches or, like, fucking Lamborghinis, like, I'm just, like, very fucking frugal and just running this shit. And uh, it was very, like, I think at this point, it's, like, very shady people, very shady transaction that, you know, I exited that, that brand, but it worked out. And and it kind of is your first experience, probably, of just sitting there and being like, you know... I've kind of got me and the missus out of this situation that we were facing. Like it's took me, it's took me a few years. Yeah. It's took me 
I've had to learn a lot of skills because what what there is in that, some people would say that you're lucky to get a million for the store. Some people say you're lucky to scale the store to four million yeah. that quickly. Some people would say luck. I wouldn't say luck. Here's why. Because through that journey, you had to learn so many different skills, SEO, yeah. v- virtual assistants. So virtual assistants helped you with help, you know, the customer service of the store. Yeah. The, the SEO helped you get the, get the store ranked. The ads helped you run the ads. Do you know what I mean? Like all this stuff that you'd learn as a skill before you've even stepped into actual fully e-commerce. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the testament, testament to what you have to be willing to do to get mm. to that 4 million. One hundred percent, and and those like those few years, I mean, from from factory to like running, it it was stressful as fuck, you know. Because again, you know, I think everything comes down to like I, I was always fascinating. How the fuck like billionaires, right? Yeah. Even if they get like to the bottom or they get like bank, like fucking Donald Trump, like the guy was fucking bankrupt, right? And the guy fucking back on top. You know, because the skills, the skills that you pick up yeah. along that way, like someone like Donald Trump, because he knows how to leverage other people's money yeah. and he knows how to, to put together deals. He, yeah. Donald Trump, it was being, unless he's lost, unless he lost his actual physical mind yeah. and he's got something wrong with his mind, he could never be broke because he's, his mind's conditioned mm. to generate capital and to generate opportunity. That's how he's conditioned his mind. And, you know, I hope this podcast goes mm. some way to helping people. You know, put you put you put this in your mind. You put the Frankly podcast in your mind, and mm-hmm. it kind of conditions you to seeing that there's more out there for you. Yeah, and you don't have to drive to your carpentry job. You don't have to drive to your plumbing job. Mm. You don't have to. You can own the plumbing firm, or you can build the e-commerce brand whilst you're doing the plumbing job. You know, yeah. that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to build with this. And people like Donald Trump never be broke, and that. It's because broke is a condition of the mind, not the pocket. One hundred percent. And even they have like zero money, right? All they have to do is find find the opportunity, find someone who has the money, right? If every every successful, I, I have, I still haven't. I'm not expert on this shit. Like, I our business is bootstrapped, always has been bootstrapped. Like, now we finally got you know our like green cards here. Like, so we have congratulations. Ac- thank bro. you. Yeah, it's been a fucking hell, you know, fight for that shit. But, um. But you know, if you have if you have the right, as you said, if you have the right mind, you'll find someone who has the money. You'll find the right deal, the right opportunity to raise, and then maybe either you operate that business or just you know find a way to to make the as you said make the deal work, right? Even without your own money, right? Even credit cards. I mean, fuck, you can start a business with like what like a few thousand dollars, or even for free if that's such a service business, right? The amount like that's what I'm like. The amount of opportunity around us, and hopefully, yeah, we open few minds, you know, through our conversations. You're doing that consistently with with your podcast. That the amount of opportunity around us is like unreal. It it just like you can't fucking say that you're lacking something. You know, it's like you, you fucking can't. This is this is designed. This whole podcast is designed to not just be listened to, but to be felt. I've de- I've designed it purposely mm. like that from day one, mm-hmm. and I constantly get messages by people saying similar things to that and i'm yeah. like yeah i designed it that way it's not just to be listened to i actually love the art but like the, i just want to move people yeah. to, to take action what was the pivotal point like if you think back in from from what you've discussed so far what was that pivotal point when you thought Do you know what i have to turn the dial here and there's no way going back from it because this this has to happen for me to 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 get to where i've got to get to so we we're working working in the factory 
And then my, my friend, I had a friend, and you know, with friend, but it's, you know, our, our values, like we just kind of went in different directions uh, since then. And he's, he was back in Ukraine. And he's like, all right, so here's like, you know, there's some business structure that is possible. Basically, there was a, a, the currency difference uh, back in Ukraine and in Poland, right? So it's like, I, I don't forget, I, I forgot the specifics, but basically you could, you could buy the U.S. dollars back in Ukraine for lower. And because of the price difference, because the national bank or something didn't adjust the rates, you could sell that uh, dollar back uh, in uh, Poland, for instance, for higher. Um, and then, you know, buy or buy the dollars again for cheaper. And then like, so basically those is kind of a arbitrage. For that, you'd have to move across the border. Okay, like, well, I mean, seems like interesting. You can make like a few hundred dollars in, in a single day because of that price difference. If you kind of, let's say, exchange like $10,000 or something, you know, five ten thousand dollars $10,000. At that point, my, my whole savings were like about $5,000. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. You know, like I, I can make more, you know, here in a few days doing this than I could do, work on the factory. And so we, could, we go. Uh, it was Friday or something after work. We travel back to Ukraine. We go to some fucking shady place with my wife where the guy's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but the way currency is exchanged, at least how it was like back in Ukraine when I was there. Um, it's like there's some guys like they have these like bags here, uh, you know, kind of like they're like look very, you know, they're, everyone's so aggressive, but, you know, to each other. And so they're like sitting on the, on the, on the, on the market uh, called Bazaar. And so you come to the guy and say, okay, I want to exchange dollars. Okay, cool. How much do you have? How much? Okay, cool. So it's like $5,000. Okay, cool. All right, come here. And so we go to some shady fucking place. I mean, if the guy had a gun, he would have just like, hey, okay, give me fucking money. Fuck off. You know, and like, you know, we were like clueless. And, uh, but, you know, he gave us, he gave us the money. We exchanged. And so now we go back to the border, Right. Oh, so before that, right? So that's that's kind of like where it comes in. I'm like, okay, we have five thousand. Okay, maybe we need to get more money, right? And we're calling everyone that we knew, like, hey, can you send me like fucking I don't know, thousand dollars, few thousand dollars, like some minuscule amounts. But we want to get more money so that we can have more leverage, so we can make more profit. And then like, hey, I'll give you money back in like fucking two weeks, right? Or you know whatever. Like we wanted to do this for just make money that way. And everyone said, you know, no. You know, kind of like everyone pretty much like rejected, didn't want to borrow us money. And I think at that point it clicked that, fuck, it's like you have no one to rely on by yourself, by yourself, you know? At that point it's like, fuck, back against the wall, you have to figure it out. And then you remember, you know, it's like, because um, again, with the fucking amount of technology, with the amount of fucking opportunity right now, like today the person's fucking broke, in fucking five, ten years, a person can be a fucking billionaire. You know, it's like the things change so fast. Even, I mean, I was blessed with this, you know, quite fast, you know, kind of um, trajectory. Mm-hmm. And so, but you remember those things, right? When you're in the bottom, like, and, and someone treats you poorly, right? You remember those things. You fucking never forget. And um, and I remember, okay, cool. Now I remember, you know, you know, they... I mean, I, not that I'm holding it, right? Like kind of like I want to punish them or kind of like fight back in some way. But it's just, you remember how people treated you where you were down. And, um, 
But I mean, on, on the other side, it was good move from from their side because you know. I, so it's it's you can look at it from many different angles. But at that point, they realized like there is no one to rely on, and so we get the money. We go back to Poland to exchange it. We come at night because the border is fucking. There are people kind of like manually walking. There's lines fucking kilometers, you know, just to cross the border. So we arrived to Poland late, and then we find out while we are late in Poland that this whole fucking scheme just fucking ended. Because the bank just adjusted the rates. So basically, there's no big difference in rates. So basically, this whole scheme doesn't make sense. You know, either you buy currency here or here or in Poland, whatever. Uh, there's no big difference in in the rates. So this whole kind of like scheme disappeared. And uh, at that point, I remember it was my wife. We were walking like in Poland like at night. And uh, we were like, fuck, this is like... Because we're looking for these like small shortcuts, Right, like, hey, and also, how many people think there's like I was reading stats, like hundred people spent in the United States, people spent hundred and eight billion dollars on lottery in 2022, buying lottery fucking tickets, right? Instead of like, shit, I mean, can you invest in your skills? Can you invest something long term? That fuck, I mean, you know, people kind of like expecting, you know, people, yeah, people want to. It's interesting you say that because people always want to get lucky. Mm-hmm. They just want this lucky break. Yes. And breaks don't come from luck, in my experience. Bre- breaks come from looking at where you are, looking at where you want to be, identifying the opportunity and the skills that you need to get to bridge that gap mm. and execute li- executing relentlessly on acquiring those skills and then applying those skills to your own thing that can allow you to bridge the gap. And that happens, in my experience, over... I could. I, I realistically think you could do it over twelve to twenty-four months to start mm-hmm. to move, yeah. and then over a five-year period, you can you can exponentially increase and 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 move your position to a whole new fucking level. Mm. But it, but it doesn't. But if you think about, you recently just got a green card, mm-hmm. right? That's been something that's been on on you know on your radar for like five to ten years to get to this point. And you've just achieved it, but you've done hundreds of millions in e-commerce sales before that. Yeah. But but yet, even though you've done all hundreds of millions in e-commerce sales before that, you think you you, you still don't know whether you've got a country to live in yet. Like essentially, yeah. you've lived yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's like it, it's it's all it's all been like segment, 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 segment. It's like nothing happens overnight. Mm. Nothing good happens overnight. Yeah. So to lose as soon as you as soon as i freed the mentality alex where i thought that things were going to happen overnight as soon as as soon as mm. i started to play long-term games long-term people as soon as that happened my 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 whole life changed in terms of i was more chilled mm-hmm. i was happier yeah everything i did was more fulfilling yeah the client relationships i had were more fulfilling mm-hmm. i wasn't trying to clip quick money and all this shit and everything just was just easier and yeah. i just thought Do you know what i'm gonna get there and Three years time, I don't have to get there in twelve months. Yeah, you know, and it's a more joyous journey. Yeah, and I and I see that like reflecting because was that kind of like think about it, right? Like obviously you want to make money, and it's fine, right? But it's like if you're looking at at things like from very short term perspective, that's what we realized. Okay, yeah, we made a few thousand dollars like doing this, like in profits. So fucking what? We're back to the factory. All right, yeah. and we and then back then, like we were thinking already, want want to move to either to UK or to United States, right? Like to live. Thank fuck you picked the United States instead of the UK. <laughs> That's I'm re- I'm realizing that I'm realizing yeah. that now. Um, I mean now, like knowing what I know, kind of like seeing 
everything and you know the last few years you know I was blessed with you know a lot of you know success on on, on in our business I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would live in Dubai or something. <laughs> you know, thinking the tax kind of like implications. So, but um, I think that's that's a different that's a different story. But you know, the 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 that shift in in thinking happened that first, no one will figure it out for you, right? You have to figure this shit out, right? He has their family. You know, they might be supporting you. I mean, my family wasn't necessarily supporting me, so my my family like. Even as we were like, you know, I was working as a freelancer, then we started our own business. Probably I made like, I already, I probably already was like a millionaire when I told them that I'm not working in the factory. And for them, it was like a shocking experience. Like, how the fuck? You're not working in the factory? <laughs> so um, I could. You've just broken a generational pattern there. Yeah. That's what you'd broke. Not, not just your own pattern, but you'd broke a whole family generations of patterns because all they knew was go to work get yeah. a job work in a factory in ukraine that's all they knew yeah so it's like you, you were the first one to step out of the mold of like do you know what i'm gonna ask the question what happens if i want more for myself mm-hmm. and i'm gonna see where that fucking leads me because this is leading me to like i walk out in the sun in the yard and i'm thinking to myself oh great this is great mm. i get i get five minutes in the sunshine today yeah the, just it just amazes it just amazes me how privileged we all are to live in yeah. a time like we do now where every one of us that listens to this podcast can step out and earn their first dollar of revenue online or their first hundred thousand dollars online and let's be honest let's not let's not even talk about million let's not even talk about millions of dollars here if most people earned a couple of hundred k a year online which mm-hmm. is entirely possible to achieve in twelve months yeah um I believe then you've probably just got yourself out of that you know even if you get yourself out of that 400 grand a year job yeah as a corporate fucking high-flying lawyer yeah it's still better to earn 200 grand online and have your time to yourself and go to the gym mm-hmm. and not have the louis vuitton bags and to have 200k online revenue than it is to have 400k in a job where you're taxed at the highest amount of rate yeah. you've got no offsets you've got no life and you're highly stressed so I just think that people are a lot closer to that first dollar mm-hmm. than, than, than they think. Quick one for you guys. This podcast is sponsored by contentremover.com. As many of you are probably aware, I set up contentremover.com in 2017 to help people remove all forms of online content. And I've looked after some of the biggest names and brands in the world doing it. And I would love to help you if you're struggling. If you're struggling to remove images, videos, search results, fake accounts, or anything online, go to contentremover.com and we'll help you today. How would you suggest that people go and find their first dollars online um, if, if they're in the position where, they, where they've not started anything? Very good question. I mean, yeah, everything, everything has evolved so much since I was starting, you know, so it's gotten even better from my perspective because, so I can tell you like the opportunities that I see from my side. I'd love because, to. I'd love to yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in e-commerce, right? That's my bread and butter. And like, I see the opportunities that are present to people right now in e-commerce space specifically. And, um, you know, for instance, one, one of the things that is, you know, very easy to do is just being like a content creator, UGC content creator, right? You don't have to be like even, you know, it's not for, it's not only for ladies that are good looking or like model looking, right? It's like regular people. So for example, for us, we are paying for our brands 
we're paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per month. I mean, collectively, it's probably like $50,000, $70,000 per month just for creators, which means like we're paying people to create content for us. Like, hey, you know, I got this product and people do their review or people read the scripts that we give them, right? But people getting paid for that, right? So it's like you can be working like, uh, you know, say maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, right? Or maybe you just like, you know, have few hours, you know, after work, doesn't matter you men or women, because there are different brands looking for different, like you just see creators. And uh, you can just like, hey, you know, Fiverr, Upwork, LinkedIn, there's so many, like, you can get your initial clients from there, then you have a portfolio, Twitter is a big for UGC content creators. So these four platforms can give you like, you know, your first clients. And then from there, you can you can get even more clients because you already had the success. It's the same principles. So that's just one avenue, right? And you can get this from like, realistically, I don't know, maybe I'll do this like an experiment. I'll just, you know, like kind of <laughs> like record like a whole case study or have someone on my team do it. Because I think that's such a tremendous opportunity in terms of the, like the barrier of entry is super low, right? You can get started very fast. Second, um, it's, yeah, smart profit margins. I mean, there's no cost. I mean, you need your phone and you need some microphone, maybe some lighting. It's like a few hundred bucks max. And uh, and then it just, you know, just the effort, just like typing, reaching out, you know, prospecting for yourself, getting your first business. And then if, if you know, some of the creators that we have, they're on retainers. So every month we're paying them $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 per month, just recurring because we want, okay, so for this month we need like 20 pieces of creative. Here's the scripts. Here's what we need. And they're making good money. Like they're staying at home and they have like, so I mean, it only takes them like a few hours like per month to fulfill that, right? They can have like five, 10 clients. They can make like 20, 30 Gs a month. It works really well for someone as well, like a, like a you know, a personal trainer. Yeah. That, that you know, that has some downtime in the middle of the days that still enjoys training, still enjoys the fitness, they're in good shape, they're a good looking person. They can be testing products in the middle of the days yeah. and they're also learning how to create content. So they're, oh, getting, yeah. they're getting the skills on the reels, the TikToks, they're getting, they're getting to learn the hooks, which is all marketing. And then you learn that skill and then that skill, when you eventually create your own e-commerce brand, yeah. you can plug the, you, you can be the person that creates that UGC content yeah. at the start so that you can scale your brands to start with. And then once you generate revenue, you can do what Alex is doing and you can employ people and you can get content creators to do it. But that's, that's a good first way to start getting 100%. dollars. What are the other, what are the other ways you see for people with a bit more capital that have got like a bit more of a high paying job right now? They've got savings. Um, they've got the ability maybe even to get a bit of credit if they need it. Uh, they just want to start and build a brand. What's what kind of opportunities do you see out there right now? Definitely. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from my perspective on e-commerce. I'm seeing opportunities mostly in e-commerce right now, for, you know, if I was starting um, and starting your own e-commerce business. You know, that's like the products first. I mean, you can see what products are in demand, what products are selling. There's expired tools or you can go on TikTok to get to see what's selling, what products are selling. Right. Second, um, as you mentioned, that content creator skill is is relatively easy to replicate, right? You need your phone. You don't even have to show your face. We have a client of ours. Um, we have this, you know, training program that shows people how to build e-commerce businesses. And he, he's a developer. He's a developer and he's um, not very creative type of person. He's probably close to 40 years old now. 
and he is um, he started TikTok, organic TikTok. He doesn't show his face; he just shows the product. He made hundred thousand dollars in sales, what forty percent profit margin in the last three months. I think for, from so from that perspective, like leveraging, as you said, and you you have the business mentality, right? Like once you have the skill, okay, how we can leverage that skill with even more leverage, right? Because once you have your brand. It's your products. You you make bigger you know profit margins. Obviously, there's more responsibilities, more overhead comes with that, right? But you can start small and gradually build that momentum up and grow that store eventually to you know millions of dollars. So that's exactly what I would do. Um, products you can source on, uh, you know, you can fulfill from AliExpress if you want. You can use some private agents. There are platforms like CJ Dropshipping uh, where you can source products. So product sourcing is done. Um, you know, store Shopify gives you the trial. <laughs> Sometimes there's like even 90 days. So you don't have to pay for that. You can build the store yourself. There's tutorials on YouTube. Um, and then in order to like, I mean, you want to learn the copy, you want to write kind of like learn how to do all of that. Chat GPG four will do it for you. It, it, I think the biggest thing that people got to learn when it comes to like copywriting now is the prompts that you use. 100%. Right? So it's like, if you, what I do, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example of the prompt. I won't tell you exactly how I use it because I use it myself <laughs> right now. Um, but I'll give you an example where I, I, I go, okay, I want this, this. I want, a, I want, I, I, I'll take a, a copy a sales letter for, let's just say, unnamed brand. Copy a sales letter, and I'll say, rewrite this in the voice of, and then I'll say, popular copywriter's name that's a top copywriter, mm-hmm. whether it be your Frank Kern, your Dan Kennedy's, your all the all the all the the, the Swartzes, all the best ever mm. existed. Where there's lots of content about them that ChatGPT four has indexed, right? So they know their voice mm-hmm. and their style. And I'll say, write it in their voice, and you'll be amazed at what ChatGPT four will write mm. in the voice of that copywriter about that sales letter. So you write you write a direct response copy sales letter, then then it put it in ChatGPT four, and it will refine it and write it in the voice, and you'd be amazed at the quality of the sales letter you can pull out of ChatGPT4 with the right prompts. Yeah, it's even, you know, exactly what it said. It's like, I, I didn't have access to that. I didn't have, like, when I was starting out, like, I didn't have, I had to actually write stuff, you know, myself. Like, now it's even more simplified, right? So, um, and you can apply it, like, even as a service business. Okay, I'll write your whole, like, product pages, home pages, you know, write the copy for your whole website, Right. You can write emails for people, right? So, it, you know, it's just like so many different avenues, right? Now, the, the, the key to get there, because like for, I remember how it was for me, it's like, am I competent enough, right? Am I competent enough to even like, you know, apply for these projects, right? And at, at least, you know, at the beginning, if, if not my wife pushing me, I mean, obviously we, we had money no money to live on so i mean kind of like i was back to the wall yeah Yeah, and and, and my wife like was giving me extra push um but then like man i mean this was like kind of like overcoming that belief this am i good enough no you're probably not right but you still have to fucking do it like everyone (laughs) everyone is you know at some point starting from zero right and everyone needs that initial kind of like success to leverage to get even more kind of like success and clients, whatever that is. And so, I think that you know one of the one of the things that people can try is just working 
working for free or working for a very like nominal fee, or even as you said, with your service, it's like, hey, you know, send me what you want, you know, to do, like to do, right? I'll get it done. I'll show you that I know my shit, right? And then you can pay me. I love that, right? It's it's a very simple offer. It's a irresistible fucking offer. Yeah, 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 hundred hundred percent. You know, obviously, if you wanna, if you, if people wanna work with me initially, like it, dep- it depends on it depends on the clients. Only I'll only do an offer like that for for my ideal clients, and mm-hmm. I know they're ideal. So, like, ideal clients to me are people that are creating uh, content online. They're, they're, they can be content creators, they yeah. can be celebrities, they can be brands, uh, they could be, in, whether it's an e-commerce brand or a commercial brand, yeah. like in terms of, but like they're my ideal clients. One, I know they're qualified for, for, for the retainer prices mm-hmm. that we charge. Two, I know that when we remove content or do whatever we're going to do service-wise for them reputationally, that that, that it's going to generate them revenue. Mm. So I'm not selling them removal i'm selling them revenue now not mm-hmm. not so i've just i've just gone okay well yeah yeah you get content removed but the bonus is if if that costs you seven and a half k over there it, you make 50 grand over here yeah so it's like it's a no but it, it just makes everything no brainer yeah i think that's how you've got to move as a service-based business in this space because service-based businesses they're great for cash flow in certain respects but they're not as good as an e-commerce business when it comes to the multiple when you sell it so yeah you kind of you kind of play in between those line, mm-hmm. lines in it like you, you know you've got the businesses that you're building, I would say, are the the long term assets that people should build. But I think that in order for people to get the skills to to be able to do that, yeah, I think you first need to play the service game, yeah. play the freelancer game. You've played the freelancer game. Yeah. I never played the freelancer game. I went straight from sales into service based business, mm-hmm. but it's still it was a bit like freelancery at the start because I didn't have any employees and this that and the other. I didn't have any people around the world. So I think stack the skills and then apply the skills to the relevant niche and the relevant stuff. And, and you can kind of see it. And, but you're so right when you said, just go on TikTok, see who's running ads, see who's running ads on Facebook, see what products are, are, are trending because you know, if it's trending or it's, or they're running ads to it, they're selling it. So, you know, the product is proven. So you don't even need half the spyware tools that people say that you fucking need. Like you can just pick a, 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 a rather generic product and if you yeah. could, and if you're a good ugc creator and put your spin on it you'll sell a lot of those units yeah exactly so the market i mean overall it's, it seems like i mean for me kind of like observing that many things are getting commoditized right i mean probably ugc creators will get commoditized probably some ai will be like so realistic at some point there's already like ai avatars where they can they can say hey frankie this is Johnny, like, you know, and they're kind of like, they look more and more realistic. I think it was like next like five years, like probably you just see content creators will also be replaced. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. So at that point, you know, you'll have to figure something out. So the technology is moving like, you know, like with all of the taxi drivers, right? Like Uber came in, boom, you know, a few years, the whole industry is like democratized. Uh, you know, there's like one big like ecosystem, you know, the price is like, I mean, those, I mean, I think, I think it's too present in New York because the mafia is, like, I think, still controls. That's what I was told. Uh, the taxis, right, where it's like they can kind of like charge a lot more, you know, for the service, right? But other services, they kind of like get democratized over time yeah, where, yeah, yeah. you know, there's competition comes in and everyone has like a, you know, level of like playing field. But right now, I think for the next few years, you know, it's an opportunity, 
And at the end of the day, it's kind of like, again, I understand this spectrum. This is my industry. This is my, you know, bread and butter that, you know, the companies that will do well, right? Like, okay, you just see creators can be replaced, right? Or kind of like, so you only have like few avenues where you can improve, right? So that will be, for instance, like overall like selling stuff, right? I think because of the, like you mentioned, like advertorials and, and that kind of stuff. And this is, this is applicable to, to again, to, to, to e-commerce mostly. Um, like learning how to communicate, right? Learning how to communicate the value of your product, right? Learning how to communicate, like you communicating, you know, and extracting yeah. value from people and sharing it with millions of people, right? Yeah. That is a massively fucking valuable skill set, right? Either it's communicating in writing or communicating in, you know, verbally, like convincing people of certain things, convincing people that they need this fucking product, like convincing people that, um, you know, you need like you need to get on, you know, do certain things, right? Politicians convincing us to do certain fucking things, right? So I think in a bigger scheme of things, if you just like disattach, what will be the skill, right? Because like people listen, oh, it's like UGC creator. What's the point of becoming UGC creator or, you know, whatever, or getting in this industry if it will be commoditized over time, it's, right? Yeah, it's not the skill, is it? It's 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 actually the, the, the uh, pieces of information, like how do I create that feeling in that person to get mm. them to buy this product? Rather, so how do I communicate better? See, uh, see you, you were saying about commoditizing UGC, which I agree with, it will be commoditized and it will be AI'd and it will replace you. But yeah. The most important thing about learning to create UGC now is the fact that you can identify what is a good piece of UGC content to run with? Mm. So you know the hook, you know the yeah. you know the middle part, and you know the the ending, to, the call to action. So that if you know how that how that's put together, when AI is creating it for yeah. you, at least you know what you're looking at. Whereas at the moment you have no fucking idea yeah. because you're just looking at someone else's content, thinking it might be good, might not be good, might. But you now have no experience because you've not you've not took the took your sword out and started fighting in the arena. Yeah. So it's like at least fight in the arena because I believe. Shopify stores in the next, I'd say in the next 12 months, you, you'll be able to go into like Shopify, type into Shopify in the AI yeah. and Shopify's own AI system, I, I believe from what I saw from an ad the other day, will be able to create the website and all the copy and throw it in and write all the blogs for you, mm-hmm. right? Shopify is developing that AI yeah. now. So you won't even have to develop your Shopify site. You won't have to even pick your products for you and everything. Shopify doing all that. I understand it, but unless I understand the fundamental skill above that yeah. right now, I'm not going to know whether Shopify's AI has done me a, the best job because I still think you're going to have to have that human element touched 100%. to it. Yeah, and it won't be like, I, I don't think it will be trained for kind of like being like hardcore direct response or like, you know, it will be nicely looking and branded, right? But you still have to understand um I mean, we're, you were talking about like Dan yeah. Kennedy, like all of yeah, these, like yeah. OGs. I, lo- I love them, mate. You know, <laughs> and so sales letters. Yeah, exactly. So those kind of skills that yes, AI will kind of be able to replace it, you know, in some way, right? But then you still need like a human touch, right? It won't be perfect, and you need to understand and you need to know like what prompt to give to it, right? And then you can take that skill, and then it doesn't matter what. Maybe you want to sell like a digital product. Maybe you want to sell like a course. You want to sell like a physical product, right? You want to sell, I don't know, maybe, you know, paid subscription to your podcast, right? Whatever the product is, you have to sell it, 
right? So you, you mentioned you transitioned from the sales kind of um, and straight into service based yeah. business. Yeah. So ser- ser- I mean, in sales you sell, service business you have to sell, e-commerce you have to sell, Amazon. I mean, your listings if you're like selling on Amazon, your listings have to fucking sell. So learning how to sell, right? And you can start with recruiting format. Maybe you're like introvert, like. And then transition that skill to whatever like avenues you said like you have. I think it's still you know, it, it's a tremendous skill, and I don't see it's losing you know it, its relevance anytime soon. Yeah, and and one of the things that I know was massive from obviously reading a lot of your stories and talking to a lot of my friends in e-commerce is that when you started to introduce these advertorials and this long form sales letter type content into your as your front end to your e-commerce to get the sale, that's when things really f- went off for you, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. We, we've been doing advertorials in 2018. I think one of the first, like, one of the, I mean, we could have done even better. I think my vision wasn't big enough at that point. Um, you know, it was like advertorials. Um, and so with 2018, we're already doing advertorials. So, so break, so break down, break down how you came across advertorials because what I c- I couldn't understand, mm-hmm. and I was I wasn't thinking about advertorials back then, but I couldn't understand because long form sales letters to me on is what websites should really be. Yeah, we've gone back to the days where it's all like glossy wiggles, low text, this that and the other. But I believe that the best websites are the ugliest ones in the world. They just have the name at the top of the page, a few links, and then one one long form sales letter with a call to action at the bottom, like a Frank Kern style, mm-hmm. um, like Dan Kennedy, like all these all, all these people, long form sales letters, because you're only like one long form sales letter away from millions of dollars 100%. On, on the table because you can because especially with a content removal type business this yeah. i've got one on my website i've got a few on my website because they they convert yeah they fucking convert like yeah. I, I never understood why e-commerce brands weren't doing that a few years back when service-based businesses yeah. were killing it with this kind of stuff so how did you come across it and why did you consider to put it on on the front end of an e-commerce brand like what was give me a bit of an insight into that I think it was very, I, I don't think I was putting like strategy behind or something. I just seen that people in the affiliate space right. are, are doing this shit. And if you go to like Business Insider, I think CNN, you see all of these like small ads on the bottom, yep. like native ads. And they usually have like very like catchy pictures or very like weird pictures. And you're like, you click out of curiosity. But then imagine some grandma, like 65 years old, she clicks on that, right? She has no idea about your company. She has no idea about like the branding. What, yeah, what do you sell, right? And and then it's like this picture out of curiosity, and you can't even target them as as good as you can, let's say on on Facebook, right? Facebook has you know a lot of data on native. It's it's a lot more like raw. It's like sixty five plus. There is not much targeting unless you know it's just which websites it show up for, but. You know, it's very broad audience. So you have to convince that grandma to give you the money for the product he's, she sees for the first time in her life, right? And so now, obviously, understanding, you know, you start, you kind of like, let's say you sell like a back pain product or you sell like a beauty product for women, like a cream so that can eliminate wrinkles. So the problem is there. The awareness is there. They know they have wrinkles. Like, they know they have wrinkles in 
probably they already tried like 20 different solutions. Yep. Now you have to convince them that you know, your product is the best. And so you kind of like go through that whole process, discrediting all other solutions. Like that's why it didn't work for you. That's why, that's why all these products didn't work for you. But that's why it's like you did 99% of everything correct. But like, or let's say you did like 95% of um, everything like wrong, but there's like one, like, like one thing that you are like missing, right? And so that one thing is what will make a difference. And that becomes the unique mechanism of the product. Right, so every product, whether it's like supplement, like vitamins, um, it it needs to have something unique, right? Because in uh, in in these industries, right, like by by definition, let's say if you're selling, I think they're just different kind of products. I'm I'm just sharing kind of like what we what we do because we're in a very competitive space, like makeup, beauty products, extremely competitive. Um, if you just sell like a gadget that just looks good and like very fascinating. Um, then you can just sell it by the looks of it. Then you don't need advertorials, right? It just looks good. It's clearly like understand, but, you know. But you're talking about products that um, say a woman would buy like, you know, why this lip, why this red lipstick is the best red lipstick for yeah. her handbag. Do you know what I mean? Or, why, or why this anti-wrinkle cream blows all other anti-wrinkle yep. creams out the water. And, you, and you're just through the sales copy, you're just going down the page and you're at, you're at, you're answering all of her pain points. You are getting over all of her disbeliefs in the product. Mm-hmm. You go through it. And by the time she's read through that long form sales letter, and the, and I believe these advertorials work really well for the Facebook generation, the 50s to 65s. Yeah. Because they, they, they really can. And you could just sell shitloads of products like this. Yeah. That's exactly what we do. And like since 2018, we've been doing this. And um, so I came, I, I found those like on affiliate networks. Okay, that's that looks interesting, and so I took I took the template, pretty much the template, like replicated it, like almost like one to one, changed the word, changed the copy because we were selling different products. Um, broken English. I mean, at that point, like my, my English still has accents. You know, I'm I'm, I'm probably making like shit a lot of grammar mistakes. Doesn't fucking matter. It was selling because it was focusing like ninety percent of that was focused on on the pain that people have. We're showing them this solution, right? And people are like, yeah, it seems like a new shiny object, right? You have to think about in a, in a, from the perspective, I think, of like shiny objects. Like, because what people haven't seen, right? Or maybe the product's even the same, but you can change the perception of your product. And I think like if you can craft the perception, I mean, that's what politicians fucking do. Like they, they paint the picture, right doesn't exist most of the times they don't fucking deliver on what they say right but they paint the picture of this like beautiful it's either trump making america great again or you know whatever like the big kind of like picture people visualize it yeah everything will be perfect i mean health you know fucking health healthcare will be free which will never be but you know they sell people on this idea right and convincing them that this is possible and so and I think that is the greatest skill in the world. Like you can apply that skill in any industry. You can apply it to like e-commerce, um, selling, uh, whatever products. I mean, it, it's always the same product. You have to convince. And I would even like wouldn't even think like about like masses. Right? You have to think about one person that you have to convince. What do you have to tell that person to convince them that first? I mean, they have a pain, right? Second. 
you have the solution, right? Convincing them why other solutions didn't work for them and why they should buy from you. And and I think that is, you know, if focus on mastering that particular skill set and um, and it's easy to master really because the easier the easiest way to master is just like I mean go go on affiliate networks see how they're selling their products hundred percent you know go on that library see the best ads and how they're selling this product and just connect the dots um, maybe it's so, so easy maybe I'm oversimplifying because I, I see it like boom I can instantly see you know I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a decent marketer at this point if, you know <laughs> if if you want to see someone who sells services at a good level guys who's who sells hundreds of millions of dollars worth of services online through direct response copy, go go into a Facebook ad library, look up Sabri Subi, look up yeah. Frank Kern and start studying the copy that they're that they're writing. If you want to see if you want to see companies that are, are selling these e commerce brands, go look at any supplement company that's selling on e commerce, a lot of brands, and you'll find that at any one time they're testing a hundred, fifty to a hundred long form sales letters yeah as advertorials and they drive everyone to a sales letter they're not driving them to the website yeah and if you want to make mass amount of money out of it sell the products that you're selling on that advertorial as a subscription and mm. then once you sold them once you not got them on a 12-month retainer for the product to come every week because i i, I remember my my mum used to buy off these advertorials these random fucking things yeah. that you get 12 month subscription for wow in america and they just it's just like it's constant rebuilding cycles yeah it, it, advertorials i think are the other are, are the greatest thing to ever hit e-commerce and, and any anything really yeah definitely and uh yeah knowing how to now knowing how to convince people um about the value of your product or service right even like service it's also as you said like your service is is you can sell it as well with sales letters so let's say i do if, i do yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trust me i know this get i know i know sales letters because i sales letters i i 80 percent of my revenue of wow of of all my businesses have come from sales letters because i don't i don't, I don't because because there's a, there's a particular way I'll have to break this down in another podcast sometime. But there's a particular way that you can direct response right your Facebook ad that directs them to a sales letter, then that direct, and then and then you qualify that lead. You if you're just looking to qual- if you're a service based business and you want to even just qualify the lead yeah. to see if they're even worth getting on the phone yeah. with. You want a long form sales letter between you and them putting that information in that website because if there isn't you're going to be ringing and your pe- people are going to be ringing people that are not even qualified to get on the phone for oh, you. Yeah. Because sales copy is is to qualify the person just as much as it is to disqualify them as well from being your client. And that's how I use sales mm-hmm. letters um, for a service-based brand. I mean, but I just think the way that you're you're using it is just totally different level because you can say, I saw David Fogarty show people how to do this actually on YouTube mm-hmm. with a, with a, um, a lemon scrub. Oh, lemon scrub, yeah. The lemon scrub thing that he did on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He, that was an advertorial sales letter role. So there's so many videos out there showing people, you've got videos on this. Yeah. David Fogarty's got videos on this. Like people, anyone that's listening to this podcast can just go and see these advertorials in real time from, from the tutorials that you guys have showed plus see all these it's just it's just mental how much opportunity there is if you're willing to do it you should never be sending someone ideally to your website to no to, to, to unless this is like very you know someone who's like already knows your product maybe you can send them from your like if they bought from you already right yeah, they already yeah, know your brand yeah. they already trust it like you don't you don't have to kind of like create obstacles on their journey to buy you just send them to the website but unless that's 
already that kind of person or maybe someone who's like maybe you do like retargeting um it's like someone who's seen your website seen your ads like they're they're kind of like very hot right so you don't want to again create like extra obstacles for them to buy but unless it's those kind of like small buckets like 90 percent 95 percent of people like you will have to as you said qualify you have to like convince them that your product is the one that they need and again why all other products didn't work for them because most people will be selling products that are like commoditized in some one way or another i mean if you're selling like a cream you're selling like a back pain device you're selling um you know like 90 95% or even services right services are commoditized as well like what's the difference between this provider and this provider it's like this website this website right you have to disqualify and show the difference of your product that that's such a big thing right really understanding what other solutions people have tried to do and why they didn't work for them well most good advertorials that i've seen especially in the space that you're talking about are where you get competitors product yeah uh, which is the elephant in a room that most people don't want to address and you, sl- you make it front and center and you go here's the competitor Here's why this is better than this. And yeah. that is the hook that gets people to start reading in the first place. Here's why this is damaging your skin and this is going to enlighten your face. And you call out the elephant in the room. Yeah. And then that and then that leads into the copy. And then the copy goes right. And then that starts the war. And just people are engrossed in this thing. And you'd be people are like, who reads long form sales copy? Buyers read long form sales copy, guys. People who are going to buy your product read long form sales copy. Because if you are interested in changing your say i've got i've got um hyperpigmentation on my face right mm-hmm. so if i saw a long form sales copy that talks about me solving my hyperpigmentation issues is that the other i'm going to read it because i'm conscious of the fact of like i've got hyperpigmentation yeah. so i'm going to be like you know if i can solve this in this cream or this that, the other i'm gonna you're gonna have an opportunity to sell me that yeah. shit because like you know i might be i'm i'm not i'm I'm cool about it but what i'm saying is if i wasn't cool about it and i, I didn't accept myself yeah and i'm one of these people that's like oh my god I got this is, I, oh my, my skin's here my this that there i'm gonna be, you could sell me on that because mm. you're selling me on my on my on my thing where i don't feel the best at yeah and you can do that through long form sales copy and you can't i don't believe you can do that on the short form website with the shopify bullet points and yeah Boom, 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 boom. It's like, yeah, you're just another product. Yeah, and another like downside of that is for those kind of products, right, where you just, again, you're in the competitive category, right? You're selling something that many other people are selling. Then let's say you drive them to your website and they see the product and they see the price, right? But before they see the price, they haven't built the value, right? What you said about, for instance, your service, like, okay, you're building the rabbit, you, you're building the value of the product before they even see the price. And that is so important um, to see because unless you're like Apple, right? I mean, even Apple, right? They don't like, they disclose the price at the end of the presentation, right? It's like, they don't say like, hey, this will be $1,000 and here's, no, it's like, no, it's like first they're building the value of it. The camera will be fucking this, right? And the, uh, you know, the, the, the microchip, like the building, like fucking this anticipation of like the microchip that like super fast and powerful. And so the building all of that and then only at the end of the price, you go on Shopify website, hey, you land, you see like, oh, it's like 50 bucks. Huh? Probably go on Amazon for 20 or something, right? Um, so I think building that, right? It's like, it's like as with dating, right? Or with um, 
you know, like dating. Like you don't, you know, propose to anything significant, you know. And, and you don't you don't go up to a fifteen out of ten at a bar and say, you know what I mean, just and just start start to you know hit them with that deep line straight away. Do you, you kind of build it up? You have a little bit of patter around. Yeah, you know, go, on, go on a few dates. Yeah. I, I and and that and that that's ultimately how you convert and and the kind of products that if if you're bringing a new product to market, for argument's sake, you're going to need to educate the customer on why they need this product. Yeah, in in essence, when, with some of these products, I know if you, it, it's different if you're talking about the widget spinner or something like that, which is more of a TikToky product. Yeah. and it's under a certain price. You don't need an advertorial for that. But how is how has like this changed your your revenue your and, and like ROI and all that kind of stuff? How has it changed the ROAS? How's it brought the ROAS down and all that kind of stuff by by putting the avatars in? Like, can you give me an example of the changes in in? Okay, this brand was at this point mm-hmm. and now it's at this point because of this. I think it's fifty to hundred percent more profitable. So, for example, two thousand eighteen, we're running one of our brands. Um, 500k a month like so like relatively small numbers and we're running like 17 1.9 return on ad spend and we added advertorials like first day it's 3x first day yeah so and then it just obviously we scale it's kind of like you know went down to like two and a two two and four but like the, the difference is just insane just the difference is in the conversion rates right and you can charge more for the same product as well because that traffic that you're sending is a lot more qualified to buy. Like you, you kind of like make them want the product. Before they even see the product, you made them want it. Like how much is that? I want to see it. Like I really wanted this product. And then, you know, then they see the price. Oh, oh, so only that. Okay. And do, you, and do you keep it a certain price point on the pay? So is it, is it products under over $50 but under $100 for argument's sake? Mm-hmm. these kind of sweet is that the kind of sweet spot for the product price yeah um i mean we usually so it, we sell two different categories of products so one is gadgets right yeah. so with gadgets we're trying to be like 100 150 dollars yeah. so it allows us to have um about 100 120 dollars like um gross margin to get a customer so if our cpa is like 80 dollars to get it to get a sale we're profitable even if we're at 100 we're still profitable so it gives us the competitive edge to spend more on ads and get in front of more people. If we're selling consumable product that is, um, you know, let's say, yeah, like under $50. Um, so, okay, bigger picture. If the product is like, again, $20, $30, something kind of like, I, I think in terms of those like frameworks, as you said, like TikTok or some other products, if the product is $20, you don't need like editorial. Like you can just like, hey, here's a product, here's how much it costs. If it's visual, you can show like results of the product. Boom, $20 is not a big kind of like, you don't want to slow down people from and make them oversink that purchase, right? $20, I think is a benchmark, up to like $30. You can even push like $30. But above that, you need to like, pre-frame you need to pre-qualify that click right before they click um so sales letters like kind of like more aggressive like advertorials that's usually about like 50 70 dollars um in my experience ideally we're just going above like 100 dollars because of the margin structure like economics and just to be able to spend more on the acquisition 
be profitable still. The advertorials that I love that everyone uses and everyone gets conned with is is not conned with, but like it's come on, it's fucking obvious. It's an advertorial. Is um, face cream and it's made to look like a news ad. And uh-huh. it, it looks like it's come from the Daily Mirror in the UK or, or the Sun or something like that. It's made to look like a news ad for whatever country they're targeting. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly on a different domain, like thesunnews.com rather than the uh-huh. Sun. Like, and, it, and, and, it's ma- and they make that advertorial on that. And then the call to actions in the copy to buy this cream. Like new, new cream found out to take age off you in, in four years. Like it's, it's, it's just some call to action on it. And it's just... And you'd be amazed. These things must convert like an absolute motherfucker. Otherwise, people would not be using them. And I see them all, I see them all yeah. the time, like, used. Is that kind of... Do you use yeah, ones of that? We, we, yeah, we, we kind of, like, so the... I mean, it was claims um, and everything. There's people that kind of, like, playing this on the extreme of things where they're, like, the claims are just, like, outrageous, right? Yeah. And um, I think that, like, there's, like, a sweet spot there where... You want a big promise, but you don't want to be like too big promise, right? Yeah. Because then product doesn't deliver the the promise, and uh, and then you know people are not buying again, right? With consumables, with creams. I mean, if your goal is profit, like on the front end, uh, then you can you can go like pretty pretty aggressive, right? Just you know. But if your goal is to um, like kind of like just get a customer, have them try the product, and have them come back. Then you just want to be like find a sweet spot between like being aggressive, and you know, kind of like also maintaining the saying things that the product actually delivers. There is also Facebook ads policies. Uh, there is like FTC that's kind of like controlling. Yeah, you know, you got to you got to got to hit the hit the notes. Haven't yeah, you? what are you doing to increase the back end revenue? So are you are you upselling them just on the same product they've just already bought? which is a classic one where you go where you bought one, you do you want to buy two or four pack or whatever this, are you doing that? And plus, are you doing subscriptions? Uh, and, and, um, and what other tactics do you implement to make the back end revenue work? Definitely. So one of the things that we do is um, we are offering like membership. So let's say if someone buys a product, um, you know, and we're, we're like very clear about this. Like if you want the membership, like we have like VIP membership club where you can get all the products with like 40% off on the website. And also you get like some special, you know, special deals. We have like a private community. We also have like a course uh, that, you know, if it's in beauty, like, hey, how to apply makeup, uh, the best like skincare routines, you know, stuff like that. Some, you know, pretty much like valuable content that, would help people to maximize the results, even like diet plans, like what are the diet plan to maximize the effectiveness of your skincare routine. And so for that, um, you know, it's like basically the offers like first upsells, like, hey, you want this product for free or this product for free? And if you're getting one of these for free with your order, maybe it's like another bottle of cream or maybe it's like a, I don't know, smaller bottle for free. But if you're getting it, it also will enroll you into the automatic membership you can cancel it up to 14 days right so you can get the product cancel it you won't be charged no problem but then if you do it then you know it's to say 19 dollars per month that you'll be paying to be a part of the membership club and then um you know from there like you can also cancel any time but you will be getting credit in our store you'll be getting all the products with a discount that you want uh some people do the auto ship wouldn't wouldn't do that um, and, but you can get any products on the website, access to, to 
content, access to community. So it's kind of like the model where we merge, you know, this kind of like the course education part of part of yeah, things. Yeah, so how to use the product. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Because that's a key. I mean, I'm I'm buying like uh, different uh, things as a consumer myself. There's a brand called Nootopia, like it's a big like Nootropics brand uh, and company. And so this this selling you these like big boxes of like different nootropics, so to make your brain work better, to be more productive and stuff like that. But then as part of that comes, um, they send you the book, right? And there's like education, and also there's like a mini course that kind of like guides you through different aspects of how to maximize the output of your brain, right? Yeah. Because I think, and I think this is where, like, I think it's a big opportunity for brands as well as you said for you know why why they're not using like advertorials or video sales ladders let's say on facebook via sales right uh or youtube it's the element of education where you're not in business of you know in e-commerce specifically you're not just in business of selling people stuff you're in business of educating them consumer yeah. yeah yeah educating them and helping them achieve the best output with your product now, this will obviously depend on different kind of, um, you know, products. But even, let's say, if you're in the fashion, right? Hey, you know, the best styles you can have, right? Or how to, like, match colors correctly, right? Or how to, um, let's say, if you're selling, like, fashion products, apparel products, um, educating customers how to get the most output from what you just sold them. And I think that that's where, like, the big opportunity, obviously, it's, you know, health, fitness, those are the easiest. Like, hey, yeah. have 10 exercises to help you get the best, you know, um, the best, you know, output uh, from this supplement, right? You're buying the supplement. Hey, here's, like, the exercise stack. And here's the video training pre-recorded for you. You can just follow the training. And we also have the community. So if you want any advice, you know, so one of the brands, like, just crushing that model is called V-Shred. Yo, oh, mate! Know? So fucking this geezer. Honestly, yeah, he, he, <laughs> I, 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 saw, I saw old V Shred. He's 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 a quality guy because um, he uh, he's got the he filmed a piece of content. It's genius. He put like the fake Joe Rogan curtain behind, and he's done the podcast as if he's getting interviewed on Joe Rogan, and he's used that as um, the photo that leads into his advertorial. Oh, really? So did he use like his voice or no? No, no, no. So he's, he's make he, the photo is of him shot as if he's getting interviewed on Joe Rogan. Oh, wow. Um, but if he, because but, but, because but, no, you, but no reference, no, right? no, no reference to Joe Rogan, but yeah. your eyes would tell you that that's Joe Rogan's studio judged by the backdrop. So he used that as his lead in things. Another thing I was going to say is I think if you're if you're like a, a brand like say even like Matt Kelly's brand who's been on here like Space Goods, mm-hmm. one uh, like running fifty different advertorial vari- variations, educating people on mushrooms why they should take this mushroom yeah. uh, brand of chocolate thing, would would crush would absolutely crush for that brand like because yeah. it, it, just, it just send it off. I mean I don't know if Matt's doing that and I might have to text him after this, but mm. I, I was thinking that probably about eight weeks ago why. Because I saw their ads on Facebook, and I was like, "Why? Why are they not running advertorials? Like, mm. Because because those ads, if they were advertorials, would 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 bring over the older crowd onto yeah. that type of stuff. You, you're kind of missing out. I, I, I bet if I looked at the customers for that business, they're they're between a certain age point, probably about between eighteen and forty. Uh-huh. Whereas advertorials would get people of forty to fifty five to sixty, I reckon, into that brand and create lifetime value. And you could sell them on the subscription through the long form sales letter. Yeah. Just be mental." Yeah, and also you can sell 
the, the, the more value you build. I mean, and there's, there's also versions of advertorials that are applicable to even to younger demographics, like five reasons why. Five reasons why uh, this product is blowing up on TikTok. Five, five reasons why um, performance conscious, um, you know, professionals love this product. Uh, five reasons um, why this product is, um, uh, you know, can, can enhance your like brand performance. Uh, five reasons this product is uh, the best selling product in 2023. Five reasons why this product is on the wish list for your target audience, right? So, and these would be like very simplified version of advertorials. I think that CY Peter Thiel swears by this brain enhancing supplement. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then you he have does? that as he's a, using that product. No, no. What oh, I'm okay. saying, yeah, <laughs> you were just ready to buy it. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But you, you can have, you can have the um, the the news. The news. Peter Thiel uses this product to enhance his brain type heading, yeah. and then straight into an article about your product. It's like I see it. Yeah. So many times I see it. So many times done badly, but when it's done well. This thing crushes in ecom. Yeah, like it, it really crushes, and your numbers are pr- proof of it. With the brands that you've had, you've done over a hundred million plus, way over a hundred million now in, in collective sales. We're speaking, but I won't release that number. But we were speaking about it before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Smashed it, and just when I even just hearing you say like we've gone from say that product was doing a million, and then we've ten xed it yeah. to ten million a month because yeah. because of this advertorial. It's like w- that tells you everything you need to know about at least test this. Yeah, on any product you're doing in e-commerce, you should be testing advertorials on it because I think you're just mad if you don't because it's it'll bring your cost of acquisition of a customer down massively. Yeah, and there is an app. So if you're using Shopify, most people probably using Shopify. Um, there's an app called Raplo, R E P L O. Raplo app for Shopify, and it basically allows you to copy the best performing advertorials, like landing pages, with one click. So they have the library of those. You copy them to your account, customize it obviously for your own product, and you push it live. So the Replo, R E P L O. Replo, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not, I'm not like associated. I'm not getting any kickbacks or from them or anything. It's just a good app, and then. Um, there's also gem pages, PageFly, these like landing page builders that can help you to get, you know, good like entry point into, you know, into advertorials, right? Because it's, I mean, it's obviously, let's say you want to write like very sophisticated like sales ladder or something. I mean, it takes a bit of skill, right? So you you, you can start slowly, gradually, and then move to those like more complex sales mechanisms. Uh, in order for you to sell your product. But you can start, it's very low barrier of entry. It's very easy to do, right? The the part that most people skip, and I think that is that is applicable to, to any area of life, is the um, just kind of like understanding, like, first, like, who you're selling to, right? Who's the buyer, right? Just doing the research, going through Amazon comments, right? Like, why people are, are happy or unhappy with the product, right? Maybe your competitor product. Maybe you don't have, like, a lot of reviews for your product. So, going and understanding that, so then you know what are the pain points of the product. You know what are the reasons people buy or don't buy the product from your competition or don't like it. And just using that as your weapon, Right, using their own uh, words against them. Answering it in your sales copy, you can see all the through the Amazon comments. You can see all the 
the reasons people don't buy, don't like, and you can answer all that in the sales copy of this long form letter and yeah. advertorial, and it kind of just goes down the page and it kind of convinces you to to and overcomes that those those ailments. Like you yeah. say, it's just, it's just a it's just a genius way. And I don't, I'm, I honestly can't think of a of a good supplement company that I've seen where they, like Athletic Greens uses uses these. Mm-hmm. kind of long form sales like this. They might not they might not use them as much now because they've gone heavy on podcasts as yeah. well. But I'm sure the podcast links drive you to a long form sales page last time I looked. But like mm. all these supplement brands are using these long form sales pages in, in parts of their business to, to drive supplement sales. Yeah. I have not seen supplements successfully sold at scale where they're just driving them to a, to that short form content all the time. It can't just be all their business comes from that. Yeah, it's a very it's a very competitive category like supplements. Um unless this is if it's lower price point or it comes from um let's say it's not that you cannot scale, right? You you can scale with like regular Shopify product pages and people do it all the time, but if you want a competitive edge, I think that just makes so much sense, right? Because you can just like get even if you get like the boost of your conversion rate by like 20%. Let's say you take it from That's like, a lot though. That is a lot. That, that you're you're lot. saying it like it's not a lot, but that is a hell of a lot yeah. when you're talking on the top on the on the top. And that is very doable. We've seen it like wow, the conversion rate goes from like 2 to 5%. Wow. Shit. This is so powerful. And we see it you know not just with our business, but we have a lot of data, you know, seeing a lot of data from from our clients and it's just like constant trend if you hit it. But right. what but what this does and the most powerful thing about it is the fact of not it just allows you to have more costs that you can yeah. acquire a customer with. Yeah. So it allows you to pay more for the customer. And if you could pay more for the customer, you can wipe out all the competition anyway. Because yeah. if, if you've got, if you know the lifetime value is X, Y, Z, and you know, you know, now you know you can spend this portion on acquiring that customer. And I guarantee you, if you're using a long form sales letter, that portion that you can use to acquire the customer is a lot more probably 4x more actually yeah. uh more than more than your competitor can use on just driving them to the short form page so that's that's why i think there's such a powerful mechanism not just for the fact yeah. that they create all this more money for your brand but they just allow you to go and wipe everyone else out because you because a lot it amazes me how not as many brands as you think are using these yeah it's like as everyone knows we have to go to the gym and eat right you know and like you know what I, mean? I i think there's an element of kind of many people know what they need to do right even people like working nine to five they want to like start a business probably subconsciously know what they need to do but maybe they just don't have enough of um kind of like motivation right or it's like i mean for me i was running away from pain right my family was always broken i i I wanted to solve that like once and for all like where we don't have to worry about money like ever again Future generations don't have to worry like ever again. And, you know, say you're working, as you said, like kind of like example, right? Someone working like making 300 Gs a year, right? Like kind of a good, well-paid executive, right? There is not a lot of, I mean, there is a pain, probably some dissatisfaction. Maybe they don't like the working hours or how much they work or they don't like um, their boss maybe for some reason. And, um, but the amount of pain is not enough, right? Right, okay. And so, and I think that is like, yeah, my e-commerce business is doing well. It is okay, right? So, but on the other side, it's kind of like driving towards like, you know, people run away from pain towards pleasure, right? What is a pleasure? Like, you know, getting my business sold for like 100 million, right? 
like I mean everyone can say that yeah I want my someone business but it's like do you obsess about it like do you like do you want it so badly that every second is spent on making that happen because if you if it was you'd find a way to make it happen there's no fucking way there is humans are so like I mean the brain's so powerful like you put humans on fucking Greenland you put them on a fucking like they live in Arctic like they live in some coldest hottest place on planet earth and you think like how the fuck like why why didn't move out right and because we are adaptable right as long as there's enough pain right like like for me it was the work in the factory they just like i can't go back like there is literally like this the door is fucking closed back against the wall you fucking go and then you figure out a way like to make it happen or it's like 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 do you want like I mean, I think pain probably more powerful. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is like the too many people get too comfortable in their environment yeah. and don't have enough drive or enough re- enough reasons written down to do it. I mean, I remember Alex when I started this podcast and I had this this goal in my mind ever since day one. Like, you know, I'm trying trying to go on the path of creating one of the best education podcasts there is out there mm. that actually moves people fucking forward. That they don't only just hear, they feel it. Like and that's mm. kind of been my my goal. And and when you when you kind of set yourself out with this clear intention and clear mm. goal and it's yeah. just you, you just laser focus on what it is to you or the reason you're doing it and you have a why. Mm-hmm. You know? And my why was like to help people break patterns and flip perspectives in their life so they can gain more clarity and more focus towards like what they do. When you've got something so direct and so yeah. focused, you can step out and do what you want to do. But it's getting nailed down on what you want and why you particularly want it mm. and why that why matters to you so much. And when you're clear on that, that's when I found that you can do your best work. Mm. And I think if you can just use this time, if you're sat in the car going to work right now or wherever you are, and you can just say to yourself, right, today I'm going to get clear on what I want and then I'm going to get clear on why I want it. Mm. And if you can just do those two things today, that will help you in whatever you want to do. Like, because I think that you got clear in that moment, but you didn't even probably realise you'd got clear in it. But you're yeah. like, I do not want to... I, I need to change my life. I need to move my life out of this. I don't want to live this life anymore. Yeah. Right. Why? Because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want my family on from this point to, to, to go through the generations of, of, of feeling poor and having, and having to do, and to repeat this pattern. Mm. Your why was like attached to a mad amount of pain. Yeah. Same way as Gary Vaynerchuk's was and, same way as other entrepreneurs in the past have been, and it's like it's attached to so much fucking pain. There's no, you there's no turning back from yeah. that amount of pain because it's like fuck this. But you were the only, per, but you were the only person in your family for, for like five generations previously that had got to that amount of pain. With it. It like fuck this, I'm shutting the door on it, and I'm, I have to go forward to it. And I think it's like, I mean, I, I can say about the the. Uh, so my my grand grandfather, so he went from Ukraine to Canada. To work like some some labor jobs, like and, and I mean, you can imagine, fucking trip was probably like one. So was it nineteen thirties, nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties? So he went there to make money, working fucking digging, you know, um, I don't know some some, you know, some fucking Ross or I don't know what they were like digging like labor job, very hard, very difficult. And so he went there, left his family, 
was 1920s, 1930s. He came back, he, he made a lot of money by, by those standards, right? He, he came back. So the, the part of the Ukraine where I was from, um, it, it was like under like Romania, you know, governance and it was like private property and stuff like that. So he bought a lot of land, bought a lot of fucking land. So they were like doing well at that particular point of time. But then 1940, fucking Soviets come. Took all the land. Took all the fucking land. Like, so he was like, you know, the, the soldiers come. And uh, my, my grandma told me this story. And he was like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? And so the, the fucking, you know, the gun has this fucking wood fucking. The butt. Uh, boom. Hit him up. Knock him out. Right? And so, and they still, they buried, like, some of the fucking possessions they had, they fucking buried, like, so it just, like, won't get confiscated. But everything becomes, like, imagine, like, you build the fucking, you build something, right? They had the fucking land, they had forests. Like, at that point, land was the biggest fucking, I mean, even right now, you own the fucking land here, like, Miami Beach, like, shit, I mean, it's, like, millions or hundreds of millions of dollars. And so he had that, and imagine, like, that shit gets taken away from you. Like everything, yeah, your life's yeah, fucking yeah. work gets taken away from you, right? Your whole fucking generation's fucking, what you, you tried, he tried, he tried that shit. He tried like what, what I'm doing now, like pushing my family to that new fucking level of existence. So he, he had already done it and then you, and then it, all the wealth got taken away. So you had to do it again, essentially. I have to fucking do it and I'll fucking do it. And I'll put myself in a billionaire's fucking club because this is, this was fucking taken away from my family. That shit was taken away, and I'll fucking get it back. And so, and then you know, after that, he, he didn't live. He, he lived. He lived, he lived like uh, maybe um, he lived like another year or two after that. Like he, he got like you know destroyed. Like just, you know, just hearing though that the en- the energy that comes with that in your voice says to me that that was probably the trigger that you probably lent on when you're in that factory and you're in that moment. You probably lent back to that trigger and thinking, "Fuck this now." This is why I have to do it again because you you remember that story and then you go back to it in your mind and you you play this visualization in your head and you can when, once you've got something like that to lean on, that kind of gives you the drive and the, and the reason behind it. Yeah, man, it's I, I think I, I think and I think everyone has it. Every, every, that, that, that's that that, that, is, that wasn't every, even even my yeah. pain. That well, was a pain generations ago. Find the fucking pain. So like yeah, fuck. Like you can find the pain that is like strong enough to get you from where you want to go, lift your ass, fucking start figuring shit out. Like, do something. Do something today, tomorrow. Like, it will make, it, it will create a habit. Everyone has time. I mean, fucking Netflix. I mean, people spend time on all yeah. this shit. Like, it's it's like life made so, e- and, and maybe that is the agenda. Like, make life so easy, so comfortable that people don't even have, like, very high ambitions. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't want to go like into fucking conspiracy theories, but that's just human behavior. Humans kind of like go into the the easiest way of doing things, right? And yeah. that just like, yeah. And get pushed there by, by other parties and get influenced to do it the easiest way. Yeah. It's not, not the right way. I mean, I mean we're, bit, we're pushed away at this moment in time. We're pushed away from ownership of stuff and all, towards rent and everything. Yeah. But when you look at other people, like you look at where the wealth's moving, that they're, they're, they're moving towards ownership, where you're taught to move away from ownership. Yeah. So, so you gotta you gotta look at the bigger picture, the bigger agenda. But I love I love the fact of like where you just said there, find your pain. 
yeah. and you don't even have to find your own personal pain. You can find pain within your family to lean on to, to get you to take the action that you need to take, that you yeah. know you need to take to take you towards what you truly want in life. Mm. Like yeah. if you don't want to be driving to that job right now, if you don't want to be in that car, if you don't want to be one of these commuters that's going to a nine to five and yeah. be con- can be constrained, you can change your life. Yeah. But the choice has to be yours. If you're doing 400K a month and you want to be doing 4 million a month yeah. on that same shop, you can you can choose to, to add advertorials too. It's your choice. How much, like, you yeah. know, it's different pain for different levels. Yeah, and, and it's fascinating because, you know, I mean, considering it's still like, it, it's, it's statistics, right? 100 people, right? I, I've heard somewhere the comparison that if you give people like evenly distributed, the wealth inequality, like, yeah, the biggest fucking gap, you know, all this shit. Yeah, cool. Take all the money from billionaires, give it away to everyone. Give it fucking 10 years, 20 years. The wealth will be in the same fucking hands. It will come back to where it came from, right? Because it's all in the fucking hand. It's all like beliefs and mindsets, right, that those people have right that you can adapt as well it's, through through like pains the knowledge like, yeah it's, it's this a, experiences it, and 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 that is and and so if you think about it like okay so my my grand grandfather everything was taken the year 9040 right then there's like 50 years of fucking communism and shit right everything is fucking kind of like common like it's not your fucking house it's like fucking everyone's house yeah it's like yeah, i mean yeah. it's not your fucking field it the government mm. fucking owns it right mm. you own shit and and so then brainwash people hey this is not yours taking that away right like kind of the beliefs like the government fucking propaganda and shit right mm. and then still 1990s come in right <clears throat> some people managed to adapt to that environment um and you know out of that you know all the fucking oligarchs in fucking in russia or like ukraine there are people that are adapting in that like new new environment and you know making like millions and billions out of it and some people just yeah yeah stay with the same mindset so it's all it's it's all down to that it's all down to that how you want to take it and how you want to use the information you're given isn't it opportunity was there yeah it was fucking hard it was fucking hard you know what people would do is like they would take the fucking bags so basically there was like lack of fucking products uh on kind of like being sold uh in in ukraine because fucking post-communism nothing is being fucking manufactured and shit so people would go to fucking poland buy like fucking sausages fucking water like some some electronics and shit would take the fucking bags luggages um they call them. I don't know how it's like how it's uh, translated. Chel Chelnok Chelnok. So it's like bootleggers type thing. Kind of right. And so they would take all of those bags, would go through customs, bring that shit back in Ukraine, sell it, make some money back, you know, profit, go back, get more fucking bags, bring it back, right? So kind of like go back and forth until you know the the volume becomes big enough where you like eventually those same fucking people were importing fucking containers and fucking yeah, hundreds yeah. of fucking so they, they were just on the hustle like, yeah because they, they're like you know we're gonna make the best out of a bad job man now the fucking opportunity i'm blessed with like you're blessed everyone fucking blessed right now i don't have to fucking carry shit in my fucking hands like i can click on a few buttons mm. i sell i i move product through here to through fucking borders to the consumer that like Man, like, what the fuck is opportunities? Like, can you imagine? And so the the 
And so, but you don't realize it. I mean, I also like, it's kind of like I have to remind myself of this. It's, it's not like I'm constantly kind of, you know, super excited, but I always refer to this when I have like a low moment or something. Yeah, you have problems in business or like low sales or, you know, what, whatever issues you have, it's not even comparable to the pain and the things that people have yeah. to go through like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Like context is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Man. So I think we're, we're living in, in, in the best times ever. Like, I mean, it's like you don't have to go to university if you don't have to. Like, it's not like, you know, it used to be like only, only the blessed ones can go to university. And then obviously they can only associate for the most part with other people from universities. Like, so it's like their circles were so closed, right? Now it's like, you can build your personal brand. You can build your e-commerce brand. You can build a service business because, the, the, you know, the, it, everything's open. It's, it's, it's all Everything you just said there is so true because it's all predicated on your decision. And, yeah. and ultimately at the moment, you have, you're in a time in the world where you've got an abundance of opportunities and all you need to do is make a clear decision towards what one you're going to go and put yourself into first. It's simple, yeah. as, simple as that. Mate, it's been a phenomenal episode with you. Like, I, you. I just loved, I, I've loved the fact that we've gone through this and you've kind of shown the the side of where you've come from, but also shown people the the opportunities available with the advertorials and with the e-commerce and, and what you've done in your journey. It's been phenomenal. I like to ask this question at the end of every podcast because I think it really contextualizes and makes the guest contextualize what one thing that they would like to leave on this earth. But if there's one thing, one piece of wisdom that you could leave with this audience today that's going to move them forward just one percent in their life that they can implement today and it's the only thing that you can leave them with and you just had to check out tomorrow check out the world but you just leave them with this one golden piece of wisdom what would it be find your pain find your fucking pain then you'll move away from it and then you'll do whatever you need to do and that is alex federoff and i just again thank you so much for coming here today and, and putting this down guys do me a favor i hope you've got a lot of value out of, of what Alex has said there. I hope if you're running an e-commerce brand, you will you will assess it for whether it's suitable for the advertorial process. I hope it's inspired many of you to find your pain and transform that pain into something that takes you out of a situation that you want to be out of right now. I hope it really, uh, really captivates that moment for you. If you could do me a solid favor and share this with as many people as possible leave the reviews on the platform where you can leave reviews leave comments subscribe on youtube do all these things that help this thing grow and move this thing to a new level so i can help more of you and help more of you move to the next level that would be epic for me and i appreciate every single one of you listening and much love as you know week in week out i go in the relentless pursuit of taking you forward one percent daily in your lives in your goals in your ambitions and everything else that you want to achieve I'm trying to put the right information in your ear at the right time to move you forward. If you're vibing this content and it hits your ears at the right time, do me a solid favor and share this with a friend as it helps grow the channel. And when we grow the channel, we can grow the names and it helps more than you know.